get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside the cards. A pump of the fist from Adam Wainwright. This is Carriker and Smallman with cards pitcher Adam Wainwright. Wainwright's 23rd complete game of his career. Absolutely remarkable. On 101 ESPN. Brought to you by Chick-fil-A. Where you can earn points on your next order with the Chick-fil-A One app. At any of our 16 St. Louis area locations. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, 101 ESPN. It's 9.02. The time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And Cardinals right-hander Adam Wainwright does join us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. We're going to talk about big league impact later in the interview. But right now, we wish you uh, wish Adam a good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you all doing? Adam, we're doing exceptionally well and you might have heard the intro there your interview weekly with us is now sponsored by chick-fil-a and chick-fil-a came in and they dropped off a bunch of breakfast sandwiches so we are in a great mood but i need to know because people are going to be able to support big league impact by supporting chick-fil-a what is adam wainwright's chick-fil-a order because when i go to chick-fil-a i want to get what adam wainwright gets (laughs) uh it depends on the eating circumstance honestly if i if I'm going somewhere to sit at a table and and if I'm going in the, in the restaurant, like back in the old days when people used to eat inside restaurants, and then uh, if I'm going to take it home and eat it at the counter or something or the table, then I get a 12-pack of nuggets. I, get, I think it's a number three now. It used to be a number five or maybe it's a number two now. It's a 12-pack of nuggets. I get an Arnold Palmer, and uh, I get an extra 12-pack because I'm kind of a hog. Um <laughs> But if I'm eating while I'm driving, then you can't be, you know, dipping nuggets in Polynesian and 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 driving safe. So I go with the old number one Chick Fil A sandwich, original and and uh, Arnold Palmer. That's the I, the Arnold Palmer is a new one for me because I always got a sweet tea back, you know, my whole life or whatever. But now, you know. It just it's kind of refreshing. It may be me in my old age now, but um, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Nothing quite hits like an Arnold Palmer, and I appreciate that you have a situational eating approach. But I have to ask you, what's your condiment of choice? Because that's part of the Chick Fil A experience. Whether it's Chick Fil A sauce, Polynesian sauce, like you mentioned, and they also have a honey mustard that just slaps. <laughs> Polynesian my whole life. It, okay. you know, back when I was a kid, it was Chick-fil-A. It was uh, sweet and sour, and they changed it to Polynesian. I can still remember the, the time they changed it to, the name to Polynesian, and I was thinking, oh, man, they just ruined the best sauce ever. But same sauce, different name. So that was fun. But um, if I'm eating those 24 nuggets, I will, I'll go two Polynesians and one Chick-fil-A in the middle of that Ooh. Chick-fil-A sauce. Nice. Yeah. 
Wow. So you got to mix you got to mix it up. What did Andre Agassi <laughs> used to say? Uh, um, what did he say? He he said uh, something is the spice of life. It's you know you got to mix it up. So <laughs> Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN. Wayno, a very uncharacteristic uh, letdown from your bullpen last night after you had pitched brilliantly for seven innings, and that's not going to happen very often. This is a, a really really good bullpen. I wanted to ask you though, as you became a starter in 2007, and you were a starter at the minor league level too. Were you ever one of those guys who got bothered by the fact that your bullpen didn't hold the lead? And if that was the case, when did that change? No, you can't get bothered by that because especially from, from the way I have pitched throughout this season, I've, you know, I've pitched five innings almost every time told this time. And, and so, you know, you do that three times in a row, you can't be and you're leaving your bullpen on the hook for four innings. You can't be very well disappointed when they don't come through when you, when, when you finally pitch past the fifth. So, no, I, I, baseball is a, a funny game. As soon as you, it, it's kind of like uh, being a reliever, right? You like, man, I'm not pitching enough, and, and you complain, and you, I'm, I'm just not pitching enough. And then the first time you do that, then you pitch four days in a row, and you go, man, I'm pitching too much. So um, it, it's just one of those things where baseball has a way of working itself out. The bullpen on our team is excellent. They've been great all year. And when I told Gio last night, cause he came in, he was so disappointed in himself. He was, he was upset that he didn't get the job done for, for me and for the, for the whole team. I said, dude, you are the guy that I wanted in that spot. You are and And he is, he is such a pros pro. He's, if you look at his demeanor, he is as cool as ice under any circumstance that you can throw him into. He's always ready. He takes the ball every day. He's our guy. You know, he's, he's one of the best setup men in baseball. And uh, I was, I was glad he got the ball. He just didn't get it done last night, but he's going to do it next time. And next time after I, if I come out after seven or eight, you know, he's one of the guys I want them to hand the ball to him and him and Alex Reyes. I just can't think of anybody better at the end of the game than Jordan Hicks. We got, we got three or four guys down there that are, are locked down legitimate closers on, on many teams, you know, so we have just an excellent bullpen and uh, I'm just glad we have them down there. Adam, I thought last night with your curveball, and it's not like this hasn't happened before, but you fooled the umpire a couple of times with your curveball balls that were strikes. I think the umpire kind of anticipated that they, it was going to be a ball. Does that happen a lot to you? Uh, it does in early, early in the game sometimes, um, you know, and, and, but, I think another thing is I'll turn some of them a little more right to left and I'll turn some kind of more straight over the top. And it's, it's not easy to, to judge what the, the curveball is going to do. That's, that's, you know, hopefully it's hard for a hitter to hit it mm-hmm. for that exact same reason. But, you know, if it's doing different things, sometimes a, a, a umpire's really got to stay on it to, to catch what it's going to do at the very end. And, and it can be tough. I, I umpired little league games, and I can tell you, it is way harder than you think it is. I, I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, these little kids are throwing 50, 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour at the most. And they're throwing them an inch off the plate. And I'm going, yeah, I, I'm a pitcher. I like that. I, that's a strike, you know. And then the hitter's looking at me going, are you kidding me? That's an inch off the plate. And I'm like, you can see an inch. And I'm like, well, maybe it. Maybe it was more than an inch. I don't know. You know, you start doubting yourself. It, umpiring is a really, really tough thing. How often do you umpire Little League games? I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. But when I was in the minor leagues, I did it quite a bit. Um, you know, you just try to 
pass the time. You go up there, and and, and also throughout uh, my junior and senior year, I, I was a caddy uh, about half the year, my junior or senior year, and the other half of the year, I was a, a, a little league umpire, and I carried that into the minor leagues a little bit. Just I'd give lessons and I'd I'd, uh, I'd umpire some games, but you know, another thing that gets lost. Some of these guys have outstanding strike three calls. Jim Joyce has like this, oh, like just crazy loud, high pitched noise. And uh, I tried to do the old like, like for strike. And after the first inning, my voice was completely gone. These guys got their vocal cords worked up really nice. Adam Wade right with us on 101 ESPN. Adam, when you're pitching, obviously you pitch differently if you have a big lead as opposed to uh, a, a tie game or a one-run deficit or lead like last night. But when, when your team right now, it's kind of a feast or famine, either score 12 or 2, do you pay attention to that or do you go into every inning with the same thought process? Well, I mean, you know, but this is a conversation that Jack and I had this year too because he's pitched with some big leads this year and it can be tough. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little, so there's two trains of thought, right? So it's one, you'll hear, sometimes you'll hear an, uh, a commentator say like, uh, or, or somebody on the TV will say, well, he's got this huge lead. He just needs to attack the strike zone, you know? And, and, and what inevitably what happens is if you pitch to the, to the scoreboard, like say you're up by six, all of a sudden, and you start pitching to the scoreboard, oh, I'm just going to throw the ball, you know, down the middle and throw fastballs. And you let teams back in the game. And they put up a, a, a two or three spot, and now it's 6-3 instead of 6 nothing, And that's a game. that can Any any inning could, you know, result in three runs. So you're not going to give up six, but if you allow them to chip away because you started pitching differently, then that can be a real problem. You have to pitch – not looking at the scoreboard, you have to just go out and pitch. And and uh, the mentality that that Jack and I talked about was you're winning one nothing, and you got to hold that lead no matter what. When you get up, like when I think his first start against the Reds, he was up like ten to nothing or something crazy, and they kind of chipped away, chipped away, and and, and he was kind of at a loss for how to attack that because he didn't want to go out there and walk people, obviously, but you can't put yourself in a spot where you're not trying to walk people instead of just making pitches. And and when you're making pitches, you're not going to walk people anyways. When you're thinking about I'm holding this one, nothing lead, no matter what, then you're locked in, you're mentally sharp and you don't fall into that trap of giving up a two or three spot because you were just trying to lay it in there and not, not so much lay it in there, but you're, you're being overly, aggressive in the bigger part of the strike zone instead of just making pitches like you would have. And, and sometimes you can think big picture. I remember Dave Duncan telling me a story about a pitcher that he had in Oakland, Bob Welsh, who won 27 games for him. And Bob Welsh was thinking about the seventh inning in the first. And Dunk got to a point where he would ask him before every inning, hey, can you go shut them out this inning? And it was it, it, every inning was a game. Yeah, that's it. And it's every and every pitch is a game. You know, every hitter is a game. Every pitch is a game. Every batter is a game. Every inning is a game. I mean, it, you can make a million different games within the, within the game. Now, last night, my main games were I was going to strike out Josh Harrison. I was going to go nine. And I was going to go eight pitches or less in every inning. That was my goal. And so I didn't do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get my eight pitches or less in any of my innings. But if you have that goal of I'm attacking hitters, I'm getting these quick outs, I'm going to make them put the ball in play, you find yourself 0 a lot, and that's when you end up getting strikeouts. 
Adam, Randy and I talked about this earlier in the show, but the cover story for Sports Illustrated this week is a piece by Tom Verducci about the mental health-related issues that are happening in baseball. More and more players speaking out about the pressures that you guys feel on a day-to-day basis and how it's impacted them from a mental health standpoint. And from the outside, we look at someone like you who always embraces the big moment and who handles the media so well and social media so well. But I wonder when you really felt the pressure that comes with your job and if there's anything that you do from a mental health perspective that allows you to be able to flourish in a job like this that is so pressurized well i mean you know everybody is is uniquely gifted and talented and and blessed in their own ways right and everybody has their own background story of how they got to be where they are and everybody was raised differently in different circumstances and different situations, some harder than others. And, and, and also people were, were gifted and blessed and cursed with all kinds of things, heredity uh, from passed down from their parents, genetically from heredity, all kinds of crazy stuff that they have no control over. You know, it's uh little anxiety things here. Yeah. Your mom had it. Your dad had it. His dad had it. Grand grandpa had it. Everybody passed it on down or whatever. And, or, uh, some, some families that's alcoholism or whatever it is that those things, sometimes somebody's born into stuff that, you know, you, you are at a greater risk of something happening. And our job certainly has tons of pressure, uh, placed on each individual and, and, and how people handle that is directly resulted, I believe, and all those other things in play. How were you raised? What What is your personality type? Why is your personality type that? When you were a kid, did this happen to you? Or were you raised this way? Were your parents this way? Did, did your parents suffer with this? Blah, blah, blah. And and the pressures of, of big league baseball, as I've seen with many a teammate, uh, it can be really, really, really hard. The anxieties of that, living up to all the pressure there. You go, you go to a restaurant and and our fans are incredible, but inevitably you're going to go somewhere and somebody's going to go, dude, what was up with that pitch, man? Like, what, what were you thinking? You know, or, or you nowadays, especially with social media, social media, although it can be, it can do a lot of really, really good things in the world. It can also add a lot of negative things to the world. And then you start reading what everybody else is writing and you start thinking about, Oh man, I got to do this, none of this. And maybe he's right. Maybe I do need to retire. Maybe I am too old, blah, blah, blah. You can, you can put a lot of stock into a lot of things that cause distractions from what you're trying to do. But I can tell you in, in dealing with several teammates in the past, sometimes that gets to be too much and you've got to go get help, but it's hard to know when that is the proper time. And nobody wants to admit that they need help. It, it can be tough. And, and I think that's probably true in any situation, but we have the magnifying glass on us at all times. And it can be tough on teammates. I, I have luckily, and hopefully this continues to be the same. I'm almost like too laid back about just about everything. Um, when it comes to, I mean, my, I'll be like, my wife will be like, you're not worried about that. And I'll be like, no, you know, I mean, I'm really, I'm really not, you know, I mean, maybe I should be, you know, <laughs> she starts, she'll start talking to me. I'm like, gosh, maybe I need to be more worried about it. But I, I just, uh, you know, in, in so many things, it, it just doesn't, my, the way I look at it, it's not going to help me being anxious about something. It's not going to help. But for so many people in the world, that's not a choice. Like I make it, it's a choice for me to, to not be anxious about something, but some people don't have that choice. They just in, innately have 
that bred into them. And so it's everybody's different. And I don't think unless you go through that, you can't really speak into it as well as guys who have been through it. So, I mean, that's what I would say. And Adam, if you haven't read the story, a guy that you know well, Ryan Sheriff, is the lead to the story. And I don't know if you've spoken to, to Ryan earlier this season, but he talked about how he got up on the mound to first game for Tampa this year and just didn't feel anything emotionally. And it was uh, he, he's yeah, dealing that. with it. Yeah. And, and so uh, it's it's interesting and it is a problem that, uh, heck, all of us have to deal with. But certainly in baseball, I think people perceive sometimes that you guys are superhuman. Well, you feel the emotions and you feel the stresses of everything everybody else with the job that you do. Yep. You named it. You, you, you nailed it right on the, right on that. That's, that's exactly right. And, 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 and I think at some point it's because we care, right? Like it's the choice for me to not get anxious, not because I don't care, but, but some people get just anxiety attacks and, and really, 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 really nervous because they care. You know, it's uh, they want to do the best job they possibly can. And when they don't, they feel like they're letting people down. And uh, that can be a hard thing. Hey, Adam, I just made a donation to All Win St. Louis at BigLeagueImpact.org. It's a very cool initiative that you and the, your fellow teammates and guys around Major League Baseball are taking to help alleviate some of these stresses that we're talking about for people around the world. Tell us about All Win. Yeah, all win St. Louis. It's it's a uh, it's a really cool thing that Big League Impact and and I've have launched, um, and not just me, quite a few of my teammates actually. We uh, for every game we win, we have pledged as players a certain amount of money per win to go to our initial causes. So uh, I'll be supporting um, Crisis Aid, and Paul Goldschmidt is supporting Food for the Hungry. And Tommy Edmond is supporting uh, the Public Schools Foundation St. Louis. And uh, Miles Michaelis is supporting uh, Crisis AIDS Women's Shelter. And, and each win that the Cardinals go out and deliver, not only going to bring us one, one step closer to a World Series, but it's also going to bring need for many, many, many people in need across the globe, but especially right there in St. Louis. It's going to make a big difference. So, um, if you want to be a part of that, please go to, to uh, thebigleagueimpact.org. You can uh, look up bigleagueimpact.org backslash all win St. Louis and uh, see what we're doing. You know, each time we, we win, we're going we're gonna to post something on social about it. It's, you know, it's special for us to not only to just win games, but also to go out there and, and, and help win lives for for people who need or win help for people who need help. You know, I mean, there's so many people, especially right now during this dang pandemic and so many things are shut down. So many people don't have their food that they normally would. So many people don't have the work that they normally would right now. We're, we're especially feeling for them and we're going to go out and try to make a difference. Well, you know, we thank you so much for the time. We thank our friends at Chick-fil-A. By the way, we went through this whole thing. We never mentioned waffle fries, which are unbelievable. Yeah. With the Polynesian sauce. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a, that goes without saying. You know, <laughs> the Chick-fil-A waffle fries are at the top of everyone's list without without even – don't even have to say it. And they got the coldest ice cream in the history of the world, the ice dreams, man. Those those things will put a brain freeze on you real quick, won't they? <laughs> hey, have fun today for the finale in Washington, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Adam. 
All right. Thank you, guys. See you later. That's our friend Adam Wainwright. Go to bigleagueimpact.org, and you can contribute to All Win St. Louis or whatever your favorite team might be. And also, stop by your local Chick-fil-A facility and enjoy some great food from Chick-fil-A. Yes, and we are proud to still give our $200 donation on behalf of Care Currents Moment to Big League Impact. Yep, it's headed there now. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.